0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with AIR on News Talk. Now a report into allegations of conflicts of interest regarding the former Deputy Chair of Panola, Paul Hyde has been referred to the Director of Public Prosecutions on Garda Siakana and the Standards in Public Office uh, and it was done by the Housing Minister uh, Dara O'Brien. Uh, for more on this we're joined by Mick Clifford Special Correspondent with the Irish Examiner. Uh, Mick, uh, just uh, remind us what exactly has happened here
1: Yes Shane what happened was uh, a story broke in April initially in the ditch website about Paul Hyde the Deputy Chairman of the former now, now former Deputy Chairman of Umbor Planola he had made his decision on a strategic housing development in Blackpool in Cork uh, and and it had been rejected now what he had not revealed was that he had a company he, he had a 25% holding in a company that owned the plot of land within meters of where this development was proposed to be that therefore would be perceived by a lot of people as a conflict of interest as to whether or not permission should be granted as i said he he was the one of three board members who signed off on that. That was the initial story that was broken. Subsequent to that, the ditch broke other stories, as did the Irish Examiner, in relation to a number of aspects to do with uh, Mr Hyde and Borpinola. Particularly, uh, there was a residence in Sandy Mount in Dublin for an extension on which he signed off. Uh, it subsequently emerged that the application was in the name of his sister-in-law and the house was owned by his brother, and sister-in-law. There was a further development in Carrie Tool in County Cork where it was suggested he may also have a conflict of interest. And also, in relation to some of these and others, there was uh, allegations that I think are fairly substantiated that he had not, in the declaration of uh, interests that members of the board had to make, he had not declared a number of properties uh, from around 2017. He'd been appointed to the board in 2014 by then Minister for Environment, Phil Hogan. He'd previously been appointed to the Marine Institute by Simon Coveney, who's been described as a friend of his and with whom he shared ownership in a boat. And uh, then he was appointed uh, vice chair in 2019. Now, with all of these allegations building up in July, uh, with the, 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 investigation by the Senior Counsel, Remy Farrell, as well as an internal investigation that's ongoing. He stepped down from his role in Umbord Planola last month in July.
0: Uh, Briefly, Mick, how likely is it this report will be published or will the fact that it is now gone to uh, the DPP put a stop, at least in the short term, on this report being published?
1: I think it'll probably put a stop in the short term. I mean, there are two sections that are relevant here, section 147 and 148 of the Planning and Development Act 2000, both of which are concerned with, the, as I mentioned, the declaration of interests and a declaration as to whether there's a conflict of interest in relation to any specific project. Both of those, if they're breached according to the, those sections, um, it constitutes an offence. So the DPP will have to examine the detail of uh, Mr Farrell's report to see whether either those have been breached, along with probably uh, other uh, information that the DPP or the Gardaí will gather. I'd imagine that would certainly, in general terms, take some time, Shane, and the chances of it being published before that are unlikely, unless a decision is taken to publish it in redacted form. But, uh, you know, in relation to what's at issue here, so much of it would have to be redacted. Yeah. You'd wonder whether it would be worth publishing in okay. that form.
0: Mick Clifford, special correspondent with the Irish Examiner. Thanks indeed for bringing us up to speed on that. Uh, for more on this, we're joined by the Green Party TD, Nasa Harrigan. Uh, Nasa, how concerned are you by these developments at Unboard Planola?
2: Incredibly concerned. I mean, you know, I sit on the Public Accounts Committee and we have had Umbor Planola in a number of times, um, over the last couple of years, they're mostly due to their eye-watering escalation in legal costs and uh, that's due mostly to judicial review. But certainly in July, we had them uh, in front of us and we had been hoping that the internal review that, that Nick mentioned there and the Remy Farrell report would be available to us during that session. And of course, it wasn't. And we made the decision to proceed um, and, and kind of, you know, concern ourselves w- with issues that were maybe tangential and adjacent to that. And I have to say, uh, you know, as much as it's important that that report is is published, um, that was a three-hour session and I think we could have done six hours or maybe even nine. That that this isn't, um, you, you know, the issues with on board Planola are not confined to issues with Mr Hyde. I, I welcome that being sent to the DPP and I welcome the, the, the Minister's um, stating that it's important that we see the report, but there are deep and systemic issues with Onboard Planola that, that don't rest with the DPP, that really rest with government.
0: Is the, is, is the Onboard Planola, given the issues you've outlined, is it fit for purpose?
2: I think until, you know, we, we have a, 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 a detailed review um, and we do see those reports, it's very hard to say that it is. Um, You know, the minister said that the public must have trust in the impartiality and the integrity of our planning system. And, you know, in in those public accounts committee sessions, what we were looking at were things like um, the the staff compliance with their own um, code of procedures, their own code of conduct. um, Things like how people were appointed to the board um, and how they were actually reviewing individual cases, how many staff were at those sessions. And when those sessions didn't comply with what is set out in the legislation, how easy it was for the board to set aside that legislation. And what we found was that it was remarkably easy. And I think it would be charitable to say that there seems to be a misinterpretation of some of the legislation and what was possible there. Um, So we're looking at things like, you know, two persons at the table when very serious decisions are being made. And, And that simply does not come up to the standard that yeah. we would expect from on board planola so you know i, I think this will be a, a, an issue that runs and runs and, and whether the report is and i agree with with mr clifford there that you know the, the dpp does need time to look the report i hope that it is published even in a redacted form fairly in a fairly timely manner be, because it, it, it does deepen kind of concerns around this issue but This issue is not confined to Mr Hyde, and and it is incredibly serious. Uh,
0: Finally, and just briefly, if you can, uh, Nasa, you quoted the minister who said it was important for people to have trust in the impartiality and the integrity of the planning system. Has trust broken down, do you think?
2: I I think from what I have seen at PAC, and I I think now that, you know, um, a report has been sent to the DPP, which, you know, is as, as serious as it gets. Um, and the level of judicial review that we're seeing, I mean, you know, what we're talking about at PAC is 9.6 million, I think, of of um, legal costs due to judicial review. That would suggest that communities don't trust on Borbs and all anymore. And therefore, I think that's the issue that the government has to stare, you know, in the face. And while I, I, I think it's great that that it's it's gone to the DPP, if it turns out that Mr Hyde was appointed erroneously and shouldn't have been there to begin with, and, and that does seem to be a question. Then I think one of the things that the DPP won't be able to answer is what happens to all of his decisions that that have been made in the past. Mm. Um, so I, I think perhaps it's the communities that we, you know that we all live in have have lost trust in the ABP.
0: Okay, we will leave it there. Uh, Green Party TD Nessa Harrigan, uh, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast.